0: Foundations.
1: Promised this Messiah was going to one day destroy Satan. So he's been trying to wipe out this messianic line for forever. And we also know as soon as Jesus was born, King Herod sends his soldiers to wipe out all the baby boys in Bethlehem.
0: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In this program, we're going to conclude looking at God's relationship with Israel. Over the last few programs, we've been exploring what this means and what it looks like in relation to the church as well. But it's a relationship that God himself describes as being that of a husband and wife.
1: Yeah, and it's, um, something I don't think we really think about too much. We don't think of it that way. We know about, you know, Christ being the bridegroom and the church being the bride, but we don't actually think too much about God being a husband and Israel being his wife. And yet that's, that's the language he uses mm. all the way through the old covenant. And the first relationship that we discover and that we see in the Bible is that of a marriage. Adam and Eve in the mm. Garden of Eden. So marriage, you've got to keep this picture in your head all the time about how God wants to relate to people. We looked at Ezekiel 16, the birth of Israel, God saving her, rescuing her, nurturing her as she grows up, marrying her, her being unfaithful. We looked at the prophet Hosea and him being commanded by God to marry a prostitute, her being unfaithful to him, and God saying, that's how I feel when my people are unfaithful to me, but I'm going to restore them again. And then we finished off by mentioning again this woman in Revelation chapter 12. And we've talked about her before. And she's described as being clothed with the sun, has the moon under her feet, 12 stars in the crown that she's got over her head. She's pregnant. She's about to give birth to a son who will one day rule the nations with a rod of iron. But at his birth, Satan as described as a red dragon, is waiting before this woman in labor. He wants to destroy this child. The second is born, and then this child is saved and taken straight into heaven where he can't be touched. And it would be really good to read this portion out.
0: Well, it's the first five verses of Revelation 12. It says, A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars, and she was with child. And she cried out, being in labor and in pain, to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads were seven diadems. And his tail swept away a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child. And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne."
1: Now we've talked about this woman before, just very briefly, and we've talked about how Scripture always interprets Scripture. So we're going to uh, uh, take another look at the, how this Scripture is then interpreted, because the context is absolutely crucial. The, there are a lot of people who think that the um, woman is actually the church. Well, the problem is, is that the Church is supposed to be the virgin bride of Christ. We know that we have not come to the marriage supper of the Lamb and in the context of that scripture, the marriage supper of the Lamb hasn't happened yet either. So if she is the bride of Christ, then she has been a harlot because she is pregnant before Mm. she's married. And so we also know that if you jump to the last portion of that particular passage, it actually says that the male child is going to rule the nations with a rod of iron. Well, who was going to rule the nations with a rod of iron? Jesus the Messiah. But the church did not give birth to the Messiah. Mm. The the church wasn't born until after the Messiah. So therefore, this woman cannot be the church. It has to be another entity. And we also learned that when Joseph, one of Jacob's sons, had a dream, in it, the sun, the moon and the stars, 11 stars, bowed down before him and when his father Jacob heard it, Jacob immediately knew what he was referring to. He said, am I and your mother and your 11 brothers going to bow down and and worship you? And Jacob got very indignant about it. So scripture reveals to us Mm. that this this entity, this this woman with the sun, the moon and the stars is actually the nation of Israel. And we know that Messiah was born From the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, Mm. both his parents, both Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, Miriam and Yosef, both of them in the direct line to King David.
0: Mm. Well, you see those genealogies in the Gospels, the two genealogies. Through yeah. the, the, the mum and the dad Both going back up through uh, you know, King David And then even you know, all the way back
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah So then once you've got this set in your mind You suddenly realise Okay, now that we know the identity of this woman We know then she's the representative of Israel Now yeah. we also know that Satan has tried to thwart the plans of God From the very beginning Going all the way back to Eden when you, if you look at the prophecy in even Genesis where, you know, God said to Satan that the seed of the woman was going to crush the seed of the serpent, mm-hmm. crush his head. Yep. And so we know that that meant that the offspring of the human race, this promise, this Messiah was going to one day destroy Satan. So he's been trying yeah. to wipe out this, this messianic line for forever. And we also know as soon as Jesus was born, King Herod sends his soldiers to wipe out all the mm-hmm. baby boys in Bethlehem.
0: Yes, yeah, so you see the attempts before Jesus came and then as you say the attempts immediately after and right throughout his life there Ex- was, you know, exactly. multiple times that they tried. It's
1: been it's been an ongoing battle. And so then what we find is in that passage from Revelation 12, 1 to 5 was that the child is born, the child does not get destroyed by the dragon, but he's actually taken up into heaven. Where is he now? Seated at the right hand of God. Mm. He came, he fulfilled his mission here, and he is seated with the Father. Satan's attempts were thwarted. He didn't make it. And so basically the day is yet to come where he's going to come and rule the nations with a rod of iron. So just to recap, we've got Israel, the, the Jewish people is the wife of God. God is her husband. That is the relation. I want to emphasize, actually, because somebody's going to think that I'm saying something a little bit perverted here. I'm not talking in any way, shape or form about some kind of a physical relationship that kind of romanticizes this relationship with God. God is very expressive in how he feels emotionally about his people, but there is nothing... That is physically perverted or twisted. So I need to emphasize that because mm. I don't want anybody to think I'm suggesting something a bit tacky. Absolutely not. The imagery, though, goes a long way to expressing just how intimate and close God wants to be with His people. He wants, like any husband and wife, to be so close that they rely on each other, they trust one another, that God would, that the husband would be a good provider. That's what God has promised to be to His people instead of a woman going off to find you know comfort security provision from somebody else she goes to her husband and that is what god wants his people to do with him mm. so i just want to make that clear cuz you know i don't want to, i don't want to be misunderstood so god is israel's husband she is his wife then from that union from that union of god and his jewish people comes a child the child is born who will be the Redeemer and the one who will rule the nations with a rod of iron. That Redeemer is Jesus Christ, our Messiah, Yeshua. And he has completed his mission. As we said, he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And then we have this new entity that comes into play, and that is those who come to a saving faith in Christ, we call the church, the called out ones, very similar to the fact that the Jewish people were called out To be a special people to God, to be a light to the whole world. So are we. So Mm. are the church. And so over the, um, the next, you know, nine or so programs, we're going to look at this relationship, this very unique relationship between the Messiah and his bride, the bridegroom and the bride. And in great detail, we're going to look at the all the elements that go into the ancient Jewish wedding. And at the end of all of this, we're going to pull it together with one of the most beautiful prophetic pictures that we see in the Bible.
0: Of course, Paul talks about it as being a mystery. Yes, and very is. much it is. But uh, the ancient customs of the Jewish wedding is what we'll explore next time on Foundations.